Hello, and welcome to the Education Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Sam Kingma. Being digitally literate is quite possibly one of the most valuable skills a young child could have in the 21st century. However, when most people say digital literacy, they're mostly referring to the software side of computers and not the hardware side. Piper, an organization set on getting children to work with computers, is working to change that notion and get children more focused on computer hardware as well as software. Joining us today is Joel Sadler, CEO of Piper, to discuss the importance of learning computer hardware in regards to digital literacy, computer coding as language, and how teachers in schools are implementing more mandatory courses about computers into their curriculum. How you doing, Joel? Hey, Sam. How's it going? I'm doing wonderful. I'd like to start out this interview asking, what is Piper and what do you do there? Yeah, so I'm Joel Sadler. I'm founder of Piper. Uh, Piper is a computer kit that's designed to inspire kids to, to learn about technology, electronics, and software in a way that's really uh, fun for them. What is the age demographic you are mostly working with at Piper? Yeah, so we're working with about age 7 to 12. Uh, our our product uses the Minecraft Pi Edition game as a one of the ways that we uh, attract kids to learn in that environment. So that lines up actually with the peak Minecraft addiction we're seeing right now. So is this mostly after school or like a summer camp sort of thing? Uh, it's all across the board. It actually it sort of gifts for birthdays, for holiday season, as well as in school, in class time, after school and in camps. Um, we see a range of it. Now, a lot of people view teaching computer literacy as really important from a software side, but not necessarily from a hardware side. Why do you see the value in teaching the hardware side of computer literacy? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we actually tried to start by inspiring kids to learn to code, and we found that it was really abstract. Um, there are a lot of great tools for learning to code, but you know what we found was that starting from a concrete place, from where kids are familiar with, starting with physical objects, nuts and bolts, um, tying that to the real world um, is an effective way to sort of bridge the gap from that abstract algorithms world to, to the concrete world of computing. If you want to program a stoplight, uh, red, yellow, green, that, that's a lot more tangible than asking kids to uh, understand the, the intricacies of an abstract algorithm you can't touch. So you come at it from a hardware perspective first and then go into the coding. Exactly. I mean, Piper is all about blending the, the disciplines together, whether it's a physical world, that's a mechanical world, the electrical uh, circuit world, right, and software. You know, our point of view is that it's more effective to teach kids about the fundamentals of literacy if we teach in combination, not in isolation. So not teaching coding on its own. Initially, we'll start with a hook, something familiar, wooden building blocks that you screw together with nuts and bolts. Then you build circuits that light up and make sound and interact with a game environment. And then we introduce coding gradually as we've sort of convinced them this is something interesting and fun and a way that they can express themselves creatively. And have you found that to be effective, that they are actually really getting it when you start with actually building the hardware? Absolutely. I think you know engagement with edtech products is one of the toughest nuts to crack, um, keeping kids engaged throughout the process in a way that they ask to come back and have more. Um, so we find that you know, we have to remove uh, our kids from playing on the Pipers. Uh, you know, it sort of lines up with, with that insight that if we have things that kids are obsessed with to begin with, right? it's like child-centric view, a play-centric view, rather than let's try and teach some equations first. Uh, so we, ha we have had a lot of success with this approach that starts with physically building, 
then being exposed to the innards of the computer, the circuitry. They actually have to wire up their own keyboard before they can move around and play in this game. Uh, and then we introduce the coding layer as they become familiar with the, with the world. Do you think most of the children that attend these Piper seminars, do you believe they pick up on it pretty quick or is it about half and half or 25% get it, 75% struggle? Well, we have a very high success rate with um, you handing a box to an average seven-year-old and without any help, uh, them actually building what they would describe as their own working computer. Um, so that's the first success metric. Can you sit down and feel like you have accomplished something meaningful? Um, this is a challenging build process. They have to follow an engineering blueprint. It's not laid out in a step-by-step -step fashion. Uh, it is something more like what engineers go through. Um, and so that, that's a great beginning point we've had a lot of success with and then leads into you know, those connection pieces I mentioned before, the electronics and the software. You know, it's funny because you see a lot of middle-aged people when they have to deal with a computer, they just sort of give up immediately and they're like, oh, I don't understand any of this stuff. Yet you see seven-year-old children actually building effective, successful hardware. Do you have any idea for that discrepancy? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, my whole thesis, you know, I did a PhD on this at Stanford was that anyone can make anything, um, especially if they have the right tools, especially if they have clear instruction. The difference between a seven-year-old and a 90-year-old in terms of their ability to make things is really around the confidence level. Do you have the confidence to go in and use today's tools and, and uh, attempt to build it yourself? Do you have access to those, uh, the Lego blocks that many of us played with as kids? Um, the good news is the technology piece is very affordable now. Uh, anyone can sort of, for $35, can buy a small computer, Raspberry Pi. Um, and so the difference that we focus on is making those user experiences um, magical and sort of confidence building. And yeah, I think if a seven-year-old can do it, anyone can do it. And that's what we see every day here at Piper. Do you believe that it's important that we sort of kill the mystique around computer hardware and software and kind of pull the curtain and show that, hey, this is how it works? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a core tenant. You know, if you look at a Piper kit, it's made of wood, but the circuit board is exposed. The wires are exposed. You actually have to hold the LCD screen and, and screw it in. Uh, it's not pre-assembled. Um, demystifying how technology works is something we've intentionally designed into our products. Um, this is essential for, we think, kids to be fluent, for them to feel like they, and for them to actually understand the, the fundamentals under the hood um, so that they can go forward in the world and use those tools in their arsenal of creative problem solving. Um, so that mystique uh, is what we're really trying to, to evaporate and, and, and enlighten as we, as we give those products to kids. Now, you mentioned your products are made of wood, but you can see everything. Are you actually selling these products separately from the classes? Yeah, they're, they're you know, sold to consumers. You can buy them on our website, on Amazon. Um, we also work with school districts directly. Uh, so these are approachable products. Uh, it sort of uh, starts with a bunch of wood pieces. They look like jigsaw puzzles um, that you have to piece together. There's a screwdriver, there's some nuts and bolts. Um, so that the experience is really about um, constructing something from the ground up that is complex but familiar, uh, piece by piece. You mentioned working with school districts. Have they been pretty on board with what you're doing and, and supportive, or have most of the districts you're speaking to are not crazy about it? 
Oh, we've had widespread support with, with Piper. I think for a teacher in, in a STEM field uh, or someone trying to teach technology fluency or computational fluency to kids, this, these kinds of products are exactly what they're looking for in, in the school system to give these bite-sized, easy to train teachers, easy to implement in a classroom solutions. Um, we've had uh, 600 pilots so far across um, schools in the U.S. So we've had very uh, positive response, especially from the teachers who might not be as technically uh, proficient. You know, their persona is looking for, you know, an easy to use solution in a box that you can hand to kids in the classroom, fire and forget, and just facilitate and deepen understanding um, on the sidelines. Uh, so we've, we've had very promising results and for our business, you know, I want to see uh, Piper become a standard and approaches like us become a standard, just like you have reading and writing. You know, we think this is this is the new literacy that needs to be augmented, creative computing literacy. It's interesting that you bring me up. Can you kind of expand on the idea of computer coding and computer literacy as a language? Yeah, totally. You know, when I was a kid, I, I encountered a green screen computer. It had this blinking turtle on it. Um, it's a program called Logo, uh, designed in the 70s. And this whole program was about writing code and drawing pictures. You know, so you would imagine uh, a house or a kaleidoscope or something abstract. And it was a tool for expression. I would type code and then it would uh, um, create pictures. And so, you know, in, in modern day tools, we, we want to reframe computers as tools for expressing creative ideas um, to add to the innovation economy, uh, to train kids from an early age that computers and computation are just one tool in their arsenal that they can use, whether they go on to engineering or they become biologists or doctors or lawyers. Um, computation is here to stay and an early head start uh, into this is, is an essential part of the what we think is a new education system. And do you believe most public schools will slowly start to adopt computer science as part of the main curriculum with math, science, English, reading, etc.? Absolutely. I think um, that's one signal, although uh, you know, our, our goals aren't necessarily to have more kids pass AP computer science. We want to see more kids um, going out into the world, buying sensors, buying Raspberry Pi computers and, and answering questions themselves, right? Measuring physical phenomenon out there in the uh, in their lakes in their backyards, uh, running data analysis uh, using um, actual code in their day-to-day -day lives that that we're already seeing at the higher levels in higher ed. Uh, we think K through 12 is going to have to adapt to this. I think the computer science AP is just one signal, but actually what really matters is kids ex making things that they care about in a day-to-day in -day sense. Now, what do you think the biggest challenge is that your industry faces right now? What we're seeing with Learn to Code is that there's a lot of attention on teaching coding. I think code.org in particular has done a great job of getting the idea with their hour of code, with many millions of uh, kids already having experienced that. Um, so a major challenge is how do we get beyond um, the, the initial spike? Um, how do we promote long-term engagement with technology? Uh, I think connecting the dots, right? Piping together these ideas that code is not abstract. It actually relates to everything you're seeing in the physical world. Um, 
and that it's something tractable that you can shape it. You can take a, a computer or computation and, you know, it, it's like math and English. It's another language that you can speak, right, to solve problems. It's, it's funny you mention that because a long-term engagement really is the most important part because I find coding really similar to either learning to draw or learning to play an instrument where those who have been doing it for a long time are very confident in what they can do, but those who haven't ever done it just think they can never do it. Mm -hmm. I love the musical instrument analogy. That's how, we, that's how we sort of think about this mastery process. No one picks up a piano or a guitar and plays it immediately. Uh, a lot of my colleagues at Stanford, that's, that's how I got into electronics. I was a mechanical engineer making wheelchairs and prosthetics, and I wandered into a bit of the Burning Man artist crowd of flamethrowing laser harp making uh, techno gadgets. And that was an eye opener for me out in the, in the Bay Area. Uh, literally people making musical instruments that were embedding sensors and software and physical forms. Um, these are just great signals that creative uh, fluency is happening, right? People are speaking a language and getting to mastery. If I can think of something and can I create it, that's the essence of, um, you know, what we call fluency. If I can think, can I express this idea? So have you found any solutions to keep children and more engaged for a long period of time with coding? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, what we've learned with Piper is that starting physical helps the key presence. It helps to connect the dots that computation starts physical. It starts with something that's concrete. Um, the use of games, right? The use of the Minecraft Pi Edition software has been very helpful to sustain attention in the beginning, right? They can relate to the idea of this 3D world. Um, we use that 3D world actually to, to teach, you know, give them instructions about how to build more circuits. So it's a, a feed forward loop that they are getting more and more instruction. That's been a very successful element of, uh, of our product. Um, and then introducing coding at the tail end of that process after they've had this primer, right, of seeing that computers are things that they, they care about games, they care about expressing themselves in a virtual world, and now they have a way to do it physically, to program hardware. Um, so we, we found that approach uh, to be highly successful in that test I call, you know, the the blink test, can, can a kid actually make an LED blink? Uh, I'd encourage you to give that a try sometime. You know, we've been trying to get it down to um, five minutes uh, and we've not seen anyone reach there besides us to date. Now, what do you see in the future for teaching computer hardware and software for that matter? Yeah, I think, I think the future is about expanding the idea of, of computing beyond uh, careers in computer science. This is not about teaching engineers or, or uh, just encouraging computer scientists, because although that's important, I think the future is around, um, you know, setting a new standard, like we learned the quadratic equation or how many, you know, the angles in a triangle, but, but what is the standard computational literacy we want every child on the planet to have a grasp of moving forward. So I think the, the future is going to be, we hope, in a, a little bit of agreement on what we think the baseline is for a, a fluent creative problem solver these days. Uh, we think it will probably be something um, like a reform to, to the, the math that sort of connects to um, computer science rather than um, being abstract equations. We think everything will sort of connect back more to the computational world and uh, we're happy to be a part of that. 
Thank you for coming on, Joel, and thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe for previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Sam Kingma, and you have a fantastic rest of your day.